Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Nora Jones, and you're listening to my... <laughs> Hi I'm, Nor- this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Nora Jones, and you're listening to Play Along. I hope you... I just had an espresso. You need to slow down. <clears throat> Five, six, seven, eight. Hi, I'm Nora Jones, and you're listening to Playing Along with Nora Jones. Wait a second. Well, I think it's... And today I'm playing along with... Oh, yeah, we got... Hi, I'm Nora Jones. Today I'll be playing along with Jeff Tweedy. That was great. I'm just playing along with you I'm just playing along with you Welcome to the show. I'm Nora Jones and with me as always, Sarah Oda. What's up, Oda? What's up? Here I am, your cohort. <laughs> Sarah's my partner. She's producing the show. She's part of my brain. We've been we've been together for a long time. Yes. And so why don't you tell us about this show? Well, um, this is my excuse to play music with people, some who I know, some who I don't know that well, and to just sort of hang out. And you might just learn something new about some of your favorite artists. Yeah, I know I certainly did. So today's guest is Jeff Tweedy. Jeff Tweedy. <laughs> Can you just repeat everything yeah. I say like that? All your effects. You might know him as the frontman of Wilco or countless other musical projects he's been a part of. He's collaborated with lots of different people, including one of our favorite people, Mavis Staples. We're going to talk about a lot of this stuff and more, and we're going to play some some songs from his older catalog with Wilco, as well as some new songs. He is an incredible songwriter and musician, one of my favorites. Without further adieu. Adieu? Adieu? Adieu. Wait a second. Adieu. <laughs> to you and you. What is adieu? <laughs> Without further adieu. Maybe that's your thing. Wait, no, that doesn't work. It's your thing. I hope you enjoy the show. Here is Jeff Tweedy. Tweedy, Tweedy. That sounds great. I love that. Kel Croydon. Kel Croydon. They were made for, um, they were made by Gibson during the Depression. Wow. For a toy company. Oh, that's why it has the birds? Yeah. And, the tattoo. Uh, <laughs> the birds are hand-painted. I have like six of these, and the birds are really wildly different on all of them. Really? Be- depending on, I think depending on what day of the week they were painted. That's beautiful. You know, like Fridays, the dots are all like... <laughs> Let's get out of here. I love it. I should get one. You should. Yeah. They're, they're really, they're, this weighs like less than three pounds. Oh, I it's love that. It's the lightest guitar. Yeah, because I hate carrying guitars. They're just so heavy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for kids. Yeah. 
I know you're not a gearhead. That's why I'm only yeah, talking about let's gear. Let's just talk I about really gear. I really want to talk about gear. I am not a gearhead, but I'm still interested. I mean, mm-hmm. I start glazing over sometimes if it gets it. too geary, but... Yeah. Um, I sensed it. I, I sensed it. yours. I totally felt... I just fell stay asleep. Stay with me. <laughs> okay, stay with me. I'm here. So thanks for doing my podcast. I'm just going to take a nap over here while <laughs> yeah. you talk about I have that effect on a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. So so um, what about the, the Tweety show, like... How do I train my kids to be in a band with me when they're older? Or how do I trick them into doing that? Do I just not, um, not, I just tell them I never want to play music with them? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> how did that end up being so wonderfully, you know, well, amazing? Um, uh, Spencer, I think, just came out of the womb wanting to play music. And he's, you know, he used to ask to be, you know, ask us to sit him at the drum kit and hold him up before he could even get on the drum throne by himself. Wow. And he would play. And even you know, my wife's rock club, they had a drum kit in the basement and, and the bands that would be playing there would be like, come here, you got to check this kid out. He's like, he lo- seems like he knows what he's doing, but he was only like one or two years old. And, That's pretty great. And so, yeah, so he had a, like a natural, you know, interest that was really sweet and, and he just kind of, I don't know, I don't remember him practicing or getting good. It just feels like he always just happened. knew how to do it. Yeah. And so Spencer and I, that was like our version of playing catch. And and it still is. So, you know, I think yeah. um, Sammy resisted, I think, a little bit because it was his older brother's thing. And it was so natural for Spencer yeah. that he seemed to want to find his own thing for a long time. And then eventually he just uh, surrendered. You know, this this is something fun to do. And he started joining in and, and he discovered that he has a, you know, has a sweet voice and and felt empowered singing. So he started singing more with us. And, so great. But I think, I think the main thing is to just not let it be uh, a drag. I know. That's kind of what... It's delicate because anytime I tell them to do anything mm-hmm. you know, or try to get them to learn something, mm-hmm. they immediately resist it. So, Yeah, I mean, I feel um, like a lot of, I think, of, you know, parents struggle with this, how hard do you push somebody and are they going to thank you for it later if you, or yeah. regret that you didn't push them harder? Yeah. You know, I feel like that with the piano for um, for Sammy in particular because he was so resistant to it that we just kind of you know, backed off. And now that it's so important to him, I feel like we kind of undersold it to him a little bit. Yeah. Well, like when I was little, I, as soon as I started taking piano lessons, I wanted to quit because I didn't want to practice every week, mm-hmm. you know, and right. my mom said, well, you can quit after you take for five years. <laughs> and so that was her kind of compromise. Right. So I, by that point, I had enough to continue if I mm-hmm. wanted to pick it back up, which I did. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. I, it's like... Yeah, it just is, you know, it just ends up being part of the, I don't know, just part of how it happens for an individual. For Sammy, it kind of maybe opened the door to him finding a sincere appreciation for it. Um, You know, but you'll never know what would have happened if you pushed him a little harder on that 
And but he, he, he you might know, have burned he out up, and not wanted to do it. Yeah, he <laughs> might know? have like so. he just really developed a hatred for it. Yeah. But yeah, no, he ended up um, really gravitating towards synthesis and and electronic music and learning how to put all that together, which he's a really he's really expert at all of that. That's awesome. And um, so he kind of came at it from a, a weirder angle. Yeah, but that's mm. weird is good. No, it's great. Weird is great. <laughs> <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, would you like to play a song with me? Sure. Um, do you think, let's see, should we try to do Jesus? Sure. Et because it's, we have history together. I yeah. mean, it's your song. You have history with it, of course, but mm-hmm. we kind of have history with that song. Yeah. I remember. Like when I got the words wrong. I remember that. Yeah. You said it's all we got's honey. Well, so I, th- <laughs> I really did. Isn't that what you thought it was? I Something thought like that's that? what the wor- lyrics were, and I didn't even Google them because I loved the song so yeah. much. Um, and I really thought that the lyrics were, our love is all we got's honey. <laughs> and they were not. But, yeah, I mean, which it does sound like that. When you Google lyrics Oops. all the time, I mean, they come out wrong anyway. Oh, they're all, all of my, yeah. So. I think if you Google these, they're probably wrong. Well, can place. I ask you a question? Is sure. it voices whine or voices cry or uh, both? Uh, what does it say on there? Cry? It says whine. Uh, I don't know until I'm singing it, yeah. to be honest. I think it's whine. Okay. But do you think it's cry? No, I think you're, it's, I don't think anything, it's your song. <laughs> I think. Do you know, like when Lenny Bruce was, not Lenny Bruce, uh, uh, Phil Oakes was testifying in a courtroom about some of his songs having some obscenity or something like that. They asked him some of his lyrics and he couldn't remember them really? and they had to get him a guitar <laughs> so yeah. that he could remember them. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Well. But, uh. When we get to that, it'll be interesting because now it's in my head. Like I, I shouldn't have said a word. One time we did this song, we did live band karaoke and we had contest winners sing the songs uh, at our festival, Solid Sound. Mm-hmm. And um, we put a bouncing ball version of all the songs up on the screen behind us. And the crowd was just like, huh? That's <laughs> great. Like we didn't, they I did not. all of the lyrics except for Jesus, etc. I just assumed it would be right. And oh, it was like really what? It was really off. Really it was probably off. from my recording of it. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> They're like, all we got, what? All we got, honey. I was so, I was like shocked when you said that to me. You're like, so you changed the lyric, that lyric. And I was like, what are you talking about, Jeff Tweedy? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is one of my favorite songs of the Aww. last 20 years. Aww, wait, 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 when was this released? It's 20 been more years than ago. exactly like 20 years ago. On right? September, it was the record was supposed to come out on September 11th, 2001. Yeah. And we were dropped from our label, so that re- that release date went away, and we ended up streaming it on September 18th for free on the internet. 
Wow. Um, and then it officially came out, I think, in April or something of two two thousand two. Yeah, and my re- my first record came out in February of two thousand two, mm-hmm. and I met you for the first time on the Jules Holland show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we were doing songs off of this record. Yeah, and this is like my first sort of introduction to you. Oh, well. So I love Probably not not alone in that. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, it's a good introduction. Jesus, don't cry. You can rely on me, honey. You can combine anything you want. I'll stick around. You will write about the stars. Each one is a setting sun. Tall buildings shake, voices escape. Singing sad, sad songs Tune to chords Strung down your cheeks Bitter melodies Turning your orbit around Don't cry You can't rely on me, honey You can come by Anytime you want Each one is a setting sun Tall buildings shake, voices escape Singing sad, sad songs Tune to chords, strung down your cheeks Bitter melodies, turning your orbit around Is one skyscrapers are scraping together. Your voice is smoking. Last cigarettes, all you can get, turning your orbit around. I Cigarette. 
regrets are all you can get. Turning your orbit around. Last cigarettes are all you can get. Turning your orbit around. Awesome. Yay. Thanks for letting me sing that with you. Oh. It's like my dream. My pleasure. Would you th- say that this is one of your most, uh, like, people love this song the most? Not the most, but, like, one um, of the songs. Yeah, I think it's probably the most well-known song, and it's certainly uh, just judging by um, covers and stuff. Yeah. It's one of the only songs I've written that has, like, multiple, multiple covers from yeah. around. I mean, there's, like, a Swedish version of it, and... Um, you know, a lot of, uh, it just comes up every once in a while. It seems like once a year somebody kind of covers it, which is yeah, really, it's really a, nice. It's a great song. Um, is it is it the kind of, because you have such a huge catalog and mm-hmm. um, I feel like you also have very, very diehard fans. I mean, I know a lot of bands do, mm-hmm. a lot of artists do, but I feel like yours are very specific. <laughs> they're pretty hardcore. They're very hardcore <laughs> and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean... Do you do you feel like when you're writing a set list, do you feel stressed about balancing stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious about that because I sometimes do, and and I have like way less catalog than you, but mm-hmm. um, you know, we just got we we toured a lot just uh, recently, and on that trip, uh, kind of because it was kind of a big outdoor bill, and the shows were a little bit shorter than a normal Wilco show. It felt like we really just didn't even worry about it. We kind of did roughly the same set every night and just okay. swapped out a few songs because, I don't know, I just wanted, after two years, I kind of wanted everybody that was coming to not leave thinking they didn't hear one of, I don't know, it's kind of like a for whatever Wilco has as hits. Uh-huh. It was kind of like a, yeah. a greatest hits show. Which is not how you usually do it, don't you switch no, it up No, normally we do it where... Um, Here's how I balance it generally. I look, I actually call up uh, the last time we played in that town. Yeah, I, I do that sometimes. And I look at the set list and I try and make it at least half different from the last time we were in town. And, and you know, Jesus, etc. is probably the most well-known Wilco song, but we've gotten away with playing lots of shows without playing without it. Without playing it, yeah, that's and, what I was wondering. And we're, we don't really have that song that... That people, I mean, maybe a good, maybe a percentage of the audience walks away going, I can't believe they didn't play that. But yeah. for the most part, our fans uh, don't, I don't know. That's one of the benefits of not having hits. It might be the only <laughs> benefit of not having hits. No, <laughs> I know what you mean, but like, I feel like your fans are also so hardcore. Mm-hmm. They probably, they're just like, maybe they're excited that you didn't play it too. You know, because, I got a really disturbing experience. Yeah, maybe. You know, sometimes. like, like, yeah, they uh, went deep for me. Yeah. <laughs> we we started doing this um, request thing on our, inter- on our website. And it was kind of disturbing because every, every night, every song gets one vote. <laughs> I swear, like every song in the whole catalog wow. gets one vote every night, unless somebody hacks it and like sort of like asks for a super deep cut, like with four hundred votes. You just know some wiz- you know computer wizard, yeah. like is coming to the show. Um, 
But for the most part, I started like when I started doing solo shows and I would look at the request list for the show, I'd just be like, what? Like, how do I know which ones to pick from this? Everybody just has one, every song has one vote. So I started telling the audience that when they hear the song they came to hear, they should leave. So I know when to quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But that's a good way to do it. Except yeah. it didn't help. <laughs> no, I was like play 400 songs. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's great that you have all those songs. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have been, would have been nice to have a hit. Maybe I think that that ship has probably sailed at this point. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think you're doing just fine. <laughs> Do you ever get asked that question about who you want to, whose career you'd want to emulate? I always thought that was kind of a lame question from journalists. You yeah. know, you get that question, right? Or have you like in the past? We used to get it um, a long time ago. And, um, I mean, at that time when we f were starting out, I think I would always say something like R.E.M. or Randy Newman yeah. <laughs> or, or just somebody that's been around a long time and has had uh, like the opportunity to make a lot of different records and a lot of... Yeah, but but I mean, did you ever think of that answer until somebody would ask you that question? No, I wasn't yeah. ever... Like, it's like I never, silly. I mean, I stopped modeling what we do on other people by the time we made us an independent record and we're touring in a van. Oh, totally. That was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing. I, this is the highest. I've always like, I've outlived my dreams. You know, that was like as cool as it could get. I never went to a lot of big rock shows when I was a kid. I went to small shows and punk rock shows and stuff. So the arena, playing bigger places was, I never could picture myself doing it because it wasn't something I had experienced a lot. And yeah. Um, we haven't done a whole lot of it, but we've definitely played way bigger venues and stages than I would have ever anticipated. And it was a growing experience. Certainly had to kind of like learn how to do that as a challenge, which I'm glad. I was a, it was a cool challenge to figure yeah. out how to make that feel right. Well, it's like you just keep rolling along and trying new things. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about that question today when I was sort of preparing for this. Mm -hmm. And I always like, oh, I don't know, like I always say like Dolly Parton or Joni Mitchell, but mm -hmm. the truth is I never think of it outside of being asked that question. Today, I was thinking like you, <laughs> like I, I love, you're exactly who I feel like if I had to model my career out of, after anyone. And I feel like at this point, I've outgrown that question a little bit, but yeah, like, sure. I love how adventurous you are and like you're always doing something mm. different and it's it's like oh, picking think, songs for this was impossible because uh, there's so <laughs> many good ones uh well thank you anyway, i mean i i mean i like well you don't but i mean i think everybody <laughs> i think the aspiration should be for everybody to have one that doesn't look exactly like anybody else's exactly and you totally have that you well like, yeah i mean i think that's why i always thought that was such a silly question because mm -hmm. it's like i don't really want to be like anybody else mm -hmm. you've kind of used i i feel like um you know, like you had this massive, massive success, like right out of the gate. And and a lot of people, I think, I mean, I'm, I don't know, we've never really talked about it. So I don't know how disorienting any of that was. I'm assuming it was probably pretty disorienting, but. Yeah, a little. <laughs> but, but I think that you took control of it really quickly. And I think that that, that 
I always thought that was really admirable because you you didn't. I felt like you. I, I just watching you from the outside. It felt like you didn't let it steamroll you. You just decided to use that leverage to be able to do the things you want to do. And I don't think that occurs to a lot of people. At, at like, I don't either. I think it was just dumb luck for me. It mm-hmm. was just like, oh, cool. Oh, I get to do whatever I want. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like plotting anything because right. I think when you're young, you just keep rolling and that's yeah, that's like, what you seem to do. And that's that's exactly how I like to do things. Yeah, it, from the outside, it looks like um, uh, being sort of self-possessed or something, <laughs> you know, which is good, I think, you yeah. know, having a certain amount of confidence and self-possession. But I don't, internally, I don't feel that way at all. I just feel like I, I kind of just really am uncomfortable doing things I don't want to do. Exactly. You're and just you're just enjoying. I almost the- couldn't do it if in a way that I feel like would be, you know, anyone would want to hear or respond to. But that doesn't. I don't know. But at the same time, I really love being outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And finding out if I can do something, you know, like the Mavis Staples stuff. It was just like I I'd never produced a record, so it was just like being asked to do that. It was like. I'll try, you know, <laughs> like I, I'd yeah. love to help because I love, I love her. I love, you know, um, and um, yeah, it was really nice seeing the stuff I'd learned making my own records and being in the studio for so long actually applied to a, an, an environment or to the type of music that wasn't, you know, just square on the nose for what I do. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's one of my favorite records too, oh, is the Mavis you. record, that song too. I mean, the You're, You Are Not Alone song yeah. is... Thank you. I mean, it's one of my favorite songs for the last 20 years, but um, it's just such a great song. It's it's Thank gorgeous. I, yeah. I forgot, I, I played last night and I forgot to play it. You were going to play and it? And I was going to play it at the end, but it felt a little too, uh, like I would, I don't know, like I would be milking the moment of, of people being out of their houses for the first time yeah. or something. It, like I thought about singing and I was like, oh, that's going to, I don't know. I got really self-conscious about it on stage. That's funny. I mean, do you get self-conscious it's, on stage? It feels emotional every it's time I sing It's a very that. emotional song. Yeah. It's incredibly emotional. That's what's so moving about it. And it's very universal. You know, her mm-hmm. singing it is universal, but some people might relate to it one way. You singing it, people might relate to it another way. Yeah, there'd already been a lot of stuff last night. I mean, just the whole, you know, it really felt like it was the first time in a crowd like that for a lot of people. And it's certainly the first yeah. time I've done a solo show in a in a, in a a crowded room. And, and um, so there were a lot of moments throughout the show that already felt like that emotional uh, itch had been scratched yeah. or something. Yeah, you, know. you didn't want to send him home bawling. I, that's <laughs> usually my goal. <laughs> Leave them wanting less and and, and depressed. Drop my- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you full? Yeah, is everybody having a good time? Yeah, we'll see what we can do about that. Uh, it's amazing. I do have a little FOMO because I haven't gone to a show and I haven't mm. played a show yet since yeah. since everything. So if. At the beginning of the summer, before we went out, you know, it felt like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And by the time we got out there, of course, the Delta variant and all the different things were happening with the, uh, you know, other people canceling tours and stuff. So it was a little confusing, but we managed to keep a... Um, keep ourselves healthy and the crew healthy. And we had like 40 people, you know, with all the different bands in a bubble and we managed to do it. It's great. Only canceled one show because of weather. 
and we had two hurricanes on that. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> on that trip, or we're like we're in the line of two hurricanes. That's wild. Yeah. Um, it must have been nice though. It was. It was really like, nice. Like I mean, very special. People seem, yeah. I mean, it's a huge thing in people's lives, and it's a really especially yours. <laughs> yeah, for our, but but just getting getting to be a part of that equation for someone, uh, looking out into an audience and seeing the like this joy and relief and um, a sense of I don't know, just being a part of a communal experience, which for a lot of people that don't go to church a lot and yeah, other things, exactly. like sports or whatever. It's like, about connecting. It's like kind of the only place you get that. Yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, a lot of people get it other places. Mm-hmm. I, um, was that the longest that you've not been on the road as an adult during yes. the pandemic? Yeah. Because you're, you're a road dog. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, I mean, I have you guys been are always on the road. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been playing shows and do you know getting in advance since I was about you know eighteen or nineteen years old, and for sure in my adult life that was the only time I've ever spent eighteen months at home. Yeah, and um, I was, uh, it was great. I mean, uh, honestly, that part of it was. Uh, really kind of uplifting because my wife and my kids and I were all under one roof and we were very fortunate to have a house that's big enough to kind of have not be on top of each other, which really sympathize with people that were in living situations where it wasn't easy to get away from, you know, your your family members. Everyone had their own unique experience. (laughs) Yeah. But for us, it was like, oh, wow, we, we, you know, really love each other. We really, like, I mean, not just love each other, but like to spend time together. And for my wife and I, honestly, that was the, you know, who knew? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> you know? great. Because, you know, I think we've always kind of attributed our, the success of our relationship to being able to be apart, you know, and yeah. and that, that we remain sort of connected and strong, uh, even though I'm gone a lot. And um, so it was a test then. <laughs> if she was here right now, she'd be rolling her eyes and saying <laughs> that she snoring. wanted to pack. <laughs> she wanted to pack my bags many times, and Aww. that's always been the joke before the pandemic. Is that if I'm home for too long, I wake up and my bags are packed by the front door because she she likes it when I'm out doing what I do, and maybe she senses that I need to do it. Um, that makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. that all makes sense. But it's I'm glad you guys passed the test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. save it for me sure this is from the album you put out uh like 2019 kind of right no it came out during the pandemic it came out during the was it written during the pandemic yeah. then? okay so this is the perfect segue i didn't even mean to do it i'm just yeah um so this is one of those songs that came out of that yeah yeah um uh when i came home from the pandemic from our t- we were on tour when when everything got shut down and so we got home and um a uh, few days really only a few days in I started thinking I just try and write 
as an exercise, I wanted to write country songs like I thought the way a country song would sound if it was going to, you know, you're trying to pitch it to somebody to be played on a jukebox in like the early 60s. Mm-hmm. And just as, you know, just as a genre exercise or something, it's like, I wonder if I can just write a straight country song. And I wrote a few songs like that and I started sharing them with my um, my friend George Saunders and and Nick Offerman, who we have a, we kind of have a thread, uh, a okay. text thread. Where, oh, the actor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're just like, it's just this long going text thread. Where I, and I was just like, hey, I'm going to send you guys a song a day just to see what, if I can do this. You're and, really good at that, by the way, the, um, the self-discipline thing. Thank you. I mean, I read your How mm-hmm. to Write One Song book and I loved it. Oh, thank you. Be, because I don't really have any mm-hmm. of that. I just, I, I, yeah, I like, I like just seeing if you can do it and yeah. and the only, and one of the reason, reasons I can do it is because I like you have to really just accept whatever comes out but that's know? the best advice you can give anybody trying mm. to write a song mm. yeah because think, you, everybody wants to just shut it down when it's cheesy or or if you don't like it right yeah that I don't think I, I always think that that's what writer's block is it's yeah. not so much you can't write anything you just don't like what you're writing you're just not yeah. letting yourself go yeah. So um it was really satisfying and it was really fun and and then over time I like uh, like oh, really within like a week and a half or so I had enough songs for a record and they were starting to become less and less of that genre exercise they were starting to have more um of a unique flavor, you know, or yeah. a unique feeling to the moment. Like and it started taking shape yeah. as its own rec- as the record. Yeah, and it became the record Love is the King. And, um, you know, so it was Spencer and I primarily laying down all of the tracks at the studio because it was in our bubble. Mm-hmm. And then this is really the record where Sammy started taking a much more active interest in being a part of it. And so he sings all the harmonies on the record. Ah, so this is him on harmonies yeah. on this song? Okay, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. He's got it's a beautiful three, voice. Yeah, it's, thank you. And I love his harmonies because they're... They're different, you know. Yeah, they're so cool. So yeah, I think that this is this is the first song I think that we had him come in and sing harmony on. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's funny you were writing country songs. To me, this sounds like an old jazz standard, also. Oh, but I feel like there's a lot of overlap there. So. There is for yeah. sure. <laughs> There's a reason 
Beautiful, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I loved it. I had this like idea of trying to do it ragtime, but it's definitely in the wrong key for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I oh, should have told me I would. I would do it in a different. No, key. I liked what we did. <laughs> it was great. I just wanted to sing on it mostly and just tinkle a little piano. Just uh, well, half step up would have been ragtime key, right? G would have been. Good. I think F. Uh, I was like, save it for me. Wait, wait. Me. When the world falls apart, I could say with certainty. But yeah. that's what I was hearing. Like, is oh like, man, that's why I was hearing it kind of jazzy, right? But um, you have to make I have to make that track. I want to hear it. It'd be fun. <laughs> I'll, I'll fiddle with it. I'll do it in a different key. That's a mm-hmm. little low, but mm-hmm. I love that song. It's beautiful. Um, also, I really have avoided using jazzy as a mm-hmm. as a descriptive word mm-hmm. my whole life, and I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> but I just want to put that out there. Uh, I don't usually I was, use it. I was impressed. <laughs> I was like, like, wow, I can like, write jazz now. <laughs> um, awesome. I was that impressed was fun. with myself. I love that you made that record. Uh, with the with the Spencer and Sammy like oh, yeah. that during the pandemic, that's great. It was um, yeah. I wrote the book and I and I and I around the same time. So a lot of the kind of exercises I'm trying to describe in the book, I was using at the same time making the record. Or you know, it was fresh in my mind from kind of writing really quickly. Yeah, that's pretty great. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the book and try to do that again. <laughs> like try to. I'll just send you stuff. Yeah, let me let me hear it. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's good to let somebody hear it because, um, I mean, if you f- you have to find the right person, but you know when uh, when somebody else receives it in the same spirit that it's it's created, it's 
really, the stakes are really low, but really rewarding. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, um, like playing it for your mom or something or like, are you, <laughs> well, that's interesting. Cause I was listening to your book. I was listening to your book on tape mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I was really struck by that, mm-hmm. that scene of you playing her song, your mom's mm-hmm. songs in the kitchen mm-hmm. when you first started writing them. Yeah. And I think that earnestness of songwriting is what mm-hmm. helps you be so fearless with it. And like, mm-hmm. just, yeah, what you're saying is basically the key to unlocking it. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, know? I mean, you got somebody that's, um, I mean, I think ultimately you're wanting to reach somebody that is open to loving you. Um, uh, it's hard to reach people who are not open to making, having a connection. You're right. You know? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and, but people, I think, spend a lot of time worried about those people, worried yeah. about the people that are, the critics are difficult or, to, yeah. or like are not really coming at it. Like they don't really need it <laughs> from you. They're, they're, it's not for them. Or um, they have other things that, that, that really means a lot to them. And they're not, I don't know, they're just not, they don't need another friend. <laughs> you I, know? I think that's, that's a great, yeah. That's an interesting thing to think about. So, um, so if like if you know that that's there, um, you still have a vulnerability because I don't know if you ever quite shake that feeling, uh, especially if you're saying something that's uh, emotionally resonant within yourself. It feels yeah. a little um, uh, electrifying, almost like a like a electrocuting. <laughs> Yeah, either way. To feel like just like, you know, oh, I I shouldn't be saying this. I'm not sure how I feel about this being out in in the air, you know? Yeah. Um, And that's still there, even with somebody that loves you a whole lot, you know? Yeah, Uh, it can still hurt you. (laughs) But I also like, I just like think that I don't really spend a lot of time picturing an audience, but it took me a long time to figure out that I shouldn't picture an audience. Um, that isn't open to it, like what's the point? You know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, mm. I, it took me a long time to realize this. I don't know why. Maybe because my first record was so successful mm-hmm. and I got a little like weird, you know? Sure. And I would play shows and I would like be kind of upset sometimes. Like, well, they weren't as into it as they could have been. And I, I don't know. And I remember somebody saying to me once, like everyone here mm. bought a ticket to come see you. They're on your side. They already like you. Yeah. For some reason, I thought I had to win them over. Right, right. And that's like a weird performer thing that, right. that, that sometimes I think people get in their head. For sure. And especially when you're young. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and you start out that way for a lot of people. It's just like, yeah, that's your whole goal is to win over an audience and then you never really quite let go of it. Yeah, they're not always there to see you in the beginning. They're maybe there to see someone else. Which if I guess if I had to pick a side of which, you know, default position to come into a show, I'd probably still want most performers to feel like they they need to put an effort in to win you over. Oh yeah, but there's a difference between not putting an effort in Mm -hmm. and not feeling defensive immediately about like, or, or like you know, scared, too scared. Yeah, like just assuming the audience is going to be withholding yeah. <laughs> of their affection or something. Yeah, it's but, it's just a weird head trip that I went through in well, the, the beginning. Thing, the thing that's crazy and, you know, uh, to me is how how ad, uh, adept 
at picking out people that aren't having a good time. Yes. We are. <laughs> and everybody that's ever I've ever talked to that's been on stage has a like a, just a like almost like an animal instinct yes. for the guy that's yawning or looking oh. at his phone or something the like that. Yawning they, gets me because I also in, like in the in, beginning I got called Snora in the in, press, which yeah. my mom for some reason <laughs> thought was hilarious and like always jokes around about it. Uh-huh. But it does hurt a little bit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So like the yawning always gets me. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. They can be in the middle of like fifty people like dancing. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're like, what's wrong with that guy? I'm yeah. giving all this mental energy to this person that's like, yeah, like the last person I should be thinking about. Yeah. As soon as I stopped thinking of it that way, it was Which so much more fun. <laughs> the world is like that, though. We always like seem to be most disoriented and distracted by the the. I don't know, the, the naysayers and the, yeah, well, the I mean, negative it, energy. And now we're programmed to be more like that every day because yeah. of what, you know, the way the news is and the everything. outrage economy. Yeah, it's all just outrageous. <laughs> I was thinking about how, you know, you could have a bunch of people in a room having a great time and one really, really sour negative person can walk in the room and completely change that room. Yes. But it doesn't work the other way. You could have a it group doesn't? of like people. Neg- Are you sure? I oh, mean, it, oh, oh, if there's a group of negative people is what you yeah, mean. And, yeah. And like one really happy person comes in and tries to make. It just makes you know, them all make, matter. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess there are, they're, they're, well, that's a real gift. That's somebody like Mavis Staples. You know? she, yeah, yeah, she can brighten a room. Yeah, she's like, but yeah, uh, it's it uh, generally, I think it's much more energy expended to get it to go the other direction. Yeah, it's true. Love is the king. <laughs> I mean, it's it's you it's said like it. Available everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, I remember when I came to the loft to write songs and just play with you. Mm-hmm. I was just like so. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I've always felt, even though I'm a fan, I feel like over the years seeing you around and you were so cool with Puss and Boots, and mm-hmm. I don't know, we we just had fun. Mm-hmm the brief times we saw you, I just thought we would get along. And um, I felt very at ease with you Mm. playing music and writing songs. And it was weird because I really was surprised that I wasn't more withholding of my own ideas because I do think of you as a, you know, you're a way more accomplished songwriter than I am. But um, it was just so fun. And I Mm. felt that energy from you. And I I feel like it, it worked really well. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I feel like uh, we've always had a, like a, a real strong friend chemistry. Yeah, me too. You know, even from the first time I told you you got the lyrics wrong. Oh God! You took it with a lot of. <laughs> oh, I, I was <laughs> like, like, uh, like uh, it was. I thought fun. it was hilarious, but yeah. also a little bit horrified. But I mean, <laughs> I was. I mean, it was great. I, I, I love playing music with you. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. It was so fun to go. I, I remember the first time we met at the Jules Holland thing. Yeah. I was, we were playing I'm the Man Who Loves You and I have like a crazy, loud, fuzzed out guitar solo. And I felt, I was scared I was going to hurt your ears because they had seated you directly at like a little table directly in front of us. Yeah. And I think my amp was aimed straight at your head. I'm like, oh my God, I just can't believe I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> you're going to you're going to make me go down exactly. this record. <laughs> Which one do you want to do? Do you want to do 
I'm alive or? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, well, is that okay? Yeah, no, it's great. I just didn't know which one. Let me just grab my, yay. Okay. It's funny because I put this album out during the pandemic. So mm. I never got to play with this, this with a band. Oh, wow. Um, and it's actually, the last time I saw you was like the week before lockdown when we did the video for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't, that was like probably the last time I flew. Yeah. Um, before I just came here, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is um, possible? Yeah, I think, I think it is. It is. So I've been doing all these like solo piano versions of this <laughs> song, which I never thought I'd do, but it's great. I'll, I'll just hang on for dear life. No, no, it's great.
things I'm not. It's alright, it's okay, or it's not. Maybe things will change. Awesome. That was great. I remember I tried to play drums on this, but Spencer was so much better. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to play drums, but uh-huh. no. I loved playing with you and Spencer together. It was so fun. Oh, yeah. It's um, me too. I, we, we love playing with you, obviously. Uh, it was so uh, such an, uh, an incredible, fun time to get to do that. But for me, um, you know, I love playing with Wilco. I love playing with... You know, lots of musicians. I've been lucky to play with a lot of great musicians, but yeah, there's really nothing like playing with your own DNA or something. Like, well, your, that's your, what they say. Like the Everly Brothers hookup. That mm-hmm. was just there was just something about that, it's, right? It, it's crazy. How, I mean, I so many tracks on Love Is the King are not to a click. Just me playing acoustic guitar and him coming in later uh, and putting drums on it. And and people don't it's do that. It's like just it's not that common. I don't think for people to do that. It's that not easy. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. But he never has any problem. He like understands where I, you know, I don't have terrible timing, but I'm not perfect. But well, he, you have he, your own unique sense of time, right? And he, he, so he just he just has been hearing that his whole life yeah. or something. So he just like kind of dips and and ebbs and flows where where it feels right, and it's really really kind of. I don't know. Interesting. I think I would love to know why it works so well, but at the same time, I don't really need to know. <laughs> it, well, that's the beauty of it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a technical thing that you mm-hmm. can know. It's just. Right. It's just the. It's. It's called chemistry. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. And but it, but it's it's the thing. I guess I'm trying to express is like when we play together, it's obviously there, and it's like it's it's really effortless. And, and fun and we, you know, just really hear each other super clear, clearly. But the thing that I always think is amazing is that it still sounds that way when we do it separately. I know, I know. And, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what happened on this song. It's mm-hmm. like I was trying to play drums for some reason, but then uh, he came in after and overdubbed the drums, but we did not do it to a click. Uh-uh, no. And so I was like, oh, God, is he going to be able to? And it was so perfect. Yeah, it's it just, crazy. It, we did that um, the Pop Staples record that Spencer and I completed uh, with Mavis's blessing. She kind of brought these recordings in that he had worked on before he died, and they were never finished to anyone's satisfaction. And and so we did like Spencer and I as a rhythm section played along with just Pop's voice and his guitar. That's amazing. And um, those weren't to a click or anything either. So it was just like, just kind of trying to get in the head space of we're playing in the room and closing your eyes and playing with pops. And it was really kind of- That's heavy. I mean- It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I had a lot of like just crazy eerie feelings of him, his presence or something. Mm-hmm. This is it really, he really is present. His voice is, I mean, the voice is a huge part of who a, who a person is, you know? Yeah. And just having it in your headphones, listening and listening so intently to try and follow. That was a really beautiful experience. But yeah, it was, um, you know, he was able to do that too, which was yeah. really exciting.
and rows of houses With the windows painted blue With the light from a TV Running parallel to you But there is no sunken treasure Rumored to be Wrapped inside my ribs In the sea Black with ink I am so Out of tune With you
we burn In autumn fires and then return For all the fires we burn is my savior I was maimed by rock and roll I was maimed by rock and roll I was tamed by rock and roll I got my name from rock and roll It's very emotional. <laughs> um, there's that chord, though, that I have no idea what it is. The last one. The last one in that. The... Um, oh, this. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. No, I'm That's sorry. That's why I was looking at you. You want to go for that part I, I, again? I wasn't sure what was happening, but um, I just try to ghost that one, that chord a little bit. But Me too. Yeah. I didn't have a pick. I forgot to put a pick oh. up, so I was just kind of like trying to. <laughs> but it was good. I like it. I yeah, liked it. I, I like that it. version. <laughs> I love. I love that song. It's. Um, it probably doesn't need the dis- dissonance in the sec- in the, this type of version, but well, that's you cool, can though. edit it out if you need to. <laughs> I like it. No, I love that part. It confused me at first because mm-hmm. I was like, "What? What are those chords? I don't mm-hmm. understand it." And then um, I'm used to it. I love mm-hmm. it. I love that part. Um, it's just part well, of the song. That song was improvised. Uh, that version on the record is improvised okay. in the studio. And uh, like I had had some of the lyrics and I this part. And I had the chorus and this. and But there was no middle section or anything. And so it was basically kind of got through everything I had. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the band was still playing. So I just started... I was like kind of in, improvised yeah. like a dissonant section. Everybody kind of went with it. It was amazing. And then all of the lyrics from that point on, like the, for all the leaves we burn and autumn fires, and that's all improvised. And the, and the music is and my savior. And the music savior. is my savior. I'm, it's just like, it's, it was very emotional when mm-hmm. I was listening to it. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah, I was like... Uh, it's very true. It happens sometimes. Yeah. It happens like like that sometimes. And it, yeah, you feel really, really lucky to be in a part of it. You know. Yeah, that's great. I love I love it when it happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, it. I think it happens a lot more than people think it does. 
Um, what just doesn't happen is making it happen. No, you can't like... But you have to put yourself in the way of it. It's sort of the same thing in the book, like writing songs. You don't, they don't happen if you don't pick up the guitar and it don't, doesn't happen, you don't write something unless you pick up the pencil or something like that. And, and something like this doesn't happen unless you, you convene. Exactly, <laughs> you know, you get unless you get to, together. Yeah, and, and make, um, make an effort to, to uh, be in the way of, of something beautiful potentially happening. That's the best. I mean, I remember I, I used to always come to the studio with songs to mm. record either my own or covers, but um, I never wrote in the studio until mm. maybe 2009, I mm -hmm. wanna say, when I d made a record with Danger Mouse and that's mm -hmm. how he wanted to do it. I was like, well, I've never done that before. Uh -huh. And it was it opened up my whole world. And yeah. that's why I felt confident enough to come and do that with you, yeah, you know, yeah. because I had just never thought to do that before. Yeah. It's, and it's the best. It's really great. You know, it's like, it's just like, it's just, uh, uh, an act of discovery each day, and they're like just like, um, like the question isn't what do I want to say. It it's like um, how do I find out what I want to say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I love that. Well, do you have time for one more? Sure. And then we can you can go to your show. Which one is this? You want to do a uh, muzzle of bees? Would sure, that be okay? I, sure. There's a random painted highway and a muzzle of bees. My seeds have come unstitched. From climbing your tree When dogs left some say they're barking I don't think they're mean Some people get so frightened The fences in between The sun gets passed from tree to tree silently and back to me. With the breeze blown through, pushed up against the sea, finally back to me. Got my message on your machine I'm assuming you love me And you know what that means
passed from sea to sea silently and back to me with a breeze blown through pushed up above the leaves with a breeze blown through my head you and half is me half of it's you and half is me Not an easy song to just whip out. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Thanks for playing with me. Oh my god. It was great Nora, to see you and such play. Such a great, great thrill to be asked to do this anything with you. I really well love you. We, I love you. <laughs> love is the king. <laughs> it is though, and, and I feel it. And I, let's I go, let's, I'm glad we get to do it. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. God, I had so much fun. That was so great. It was so fun. You just lock into each other. It's Well, I, I picked songs for this that I knew, most of them I knew really well. I mean, I've known that last song we did for 20 years, and I've loved it. So once I figured out what cue was in, it was pretty, um, you know, it was like inside me already. I just didn't know quite what it was. It needed to be released. <laughs> I adore Jeff, and um, thanks to Jeff for yeah. making it happen. Save it for me.
no one will call today. This show was produced by me and Sarah Oda. Mixing engineer was Jamie Landry. Recording engineer was Matt Marinelli. And additional engineering by Greg Tobler. Artwork by Eliza Fry. Photography by Shervin Linez. Save it for me.